Welcome to the New Zealand Tech Podcast, presented by Paul Spain and Anne Guest. Hi, I'm Paul Spain and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. This is our very first episode for 2013, episode 104. Uh, Coming to you this time from uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, We're here for the uh, Consumer Electronics Show, uh, as it used to be known, or uh, International CES is its official name now. Uh, so this is an event that's been uh, been running in the US for uh, well well over forty years now, uh, but very much this the uh, the central event uh, as far as the technology industry is uh, concerned in terms of big uh, annual announcements. So that there's certainly uh, a big gathering here of, of technology and consumer electronics companies over uh, over three thousand uh, in all who uh, are exhibiting at uh, at, at CES in uh, in 2013. Now the uh, the 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 first First, uh, really, sort of key event that I, f- I find interesting um, that's associated with CES, uh, CES is Startup Debut. Now, this is a, this is an event that uh, brings together a handful of uh, of new startup companies that are uh, that are generally tech related. Some of them aren't, aren't absolutely brand new, uh, but they tend to be at various uh, early stages um, in their launch processes and. Uh, um, on this episode, we're going to we're going to have a bit of a chat uh, with some of those uh, some of those startups uh, that are uh, that are out to, uh, to to tout themselves and uh, and what they're doing uh, here at uh, at at CES and at the startup uh, debut uh, event. So uh, first up, I'm uh, I'm going to jump in. We're going to we're going to talk to a company called uh, Focus at Will. Uh, now now this is quite a, quite an interesting. Um, uh, uh, firm, their their um, their technology is all around uh, using music to uh, to help people focus and to uh, to work better. So whether that's studying or or, or just working working at your job. Um, so uh, so let let's jump in and uh, we'll we'll have a chat with the founder. Right now I'm at startup debut with Will Henschel. Will, you've got a new uh, software-based product here. It's going into beta here in the US. Tell me a little bit about that and, uh, and where it fits in. So focusatwill.com is the website. Uh, this is a web-accessed application, so there's no, n- nothing to install. Um, the system is a new kind of music service, um, which is aimed specifically to give you productivity on demand. So it's a focus enhancement, cognitive enhancement business. And... Um, so we found that two people out of three like to listen to music while they work, while they study, while they, while they write, or while they read. But we found that it's very difficult to find music that's suitable. In fact, the chances are, if you are one of the two people out of three that like to listen to music while you work, study, and so on, um, you're listening to the wrong music, and it's actually more distracting to you than helping. And the reason why, if you think about it, is that of all the music that's out there, most of it is designed to be actively listened to. That's the idea. Hmm. So... Um, we found that by playing music that is instrumental only, music that is largely unknown to you, and music that is played in very specific sequences, we're able to extend the typical um, productivity cycle. At the moment, if you're just sitting down to try and work on something, you could probably work for 20 or 30 minutes. Some people, 20 minutes, depends on the time of day and how tired you are. But with our system, We've found ways to consistently sustain the time that you're able to focus and concentrate from about 20 to 30 minutes to about 100 minutes. Wow, that's pretty cool. Now, 
does the music that that you use will that vary sort of on, on a per person uh, type basis? How do you, how do you know how effective it is, or have you just tested a broad lot of music on individuals and you know that you know particular types will will have a uh, you know a good impact on anybody's working? The system is based on um, how your limbic system reacts to uh, stimulus. And this is pretty consistent across all people. So the limbic system is the part of the brain that's at the back of the root of the brain, sometimes known as the reptile brain or the evolutionary fight or flight mechanism. And that is the system in your brain, the part of your brain that is always looking out for, for danger. It's looking for, for, for fight or flight. It's looking for food, danger, sex, not necessarily in that order, by the way. And um, so we found by playing very specific kinds of music in, in, in as I said, uh, it, it, it's the selection of music, but it's the temporal sequencing of the music that really makes a difference. And it works pretty much the same for all people. It's a human thing. Um, Different genres of music work better for different kinds of people. Um, but if you like, for instance, if you like jazz music, there's a jazz channel on our system. Right, you can right. See so here. you can. But you can it's a good idea partic- not to listen to jazz. Here's right. the weird thing. Okay. Because if you listen to jazz music, it's going to be triggering familiarity. It's going right. to be triggering m- memory, and it's actually going to be distracting to you. Right. So the secret of the system is to actually play music which you would never normally listen to. And what if you come across something you really like? Will it tell you what you're listening to and you can... So uh, the idea of the system is to play your music that you never hear. Okay. And if you notice a piece of music, the idea is to actually get into the system and to skip it. Right. The idea is to... It's the opposite of any other internet radio station. We want you to listen to this. Actually, we want you to hear this, not to listen to this. Mm. We want you to hear this for about 100 minutes and just get stuff done. So it's a totally new kind of music. That's fascinating. And uh, what sort of feedback have you had from beta testers so far, or is it, is it just going into beta right now? We launched about a week ago, okay. and we're already in exponential growth. Uh, we have in, in the last week, um, here we are at uh, the CES, the second week in, December, in January 2013, we are already at many, many thousands of people using the system. And the feedback has been extraordinarily positive. Um, at the moment, the beta is not available outside of the USA, um, but when we launch in the second quarter, we will be worldwide. Okay. And how will, how will people pay to, uh, to use the service? How does that work? The service is um, it's a free service for most. It's a limited. At the moment, the whole system is free, mm. um, but we have an additional layer of uh, premium channels that have uh, a, a, a additional functionality in terms of how effective they are for, uh, for focus. So there'll be a subscription model. Um, it'll still be a very affordable number, though, um, okay. about the same as uh, maybe as Pandora or one of those other radio stations. Okay. Oh, that sounds cool. Well, thank you very much, Will. That it's was a total really pleasure, Paul. Cheers. Good luck, mate. All right. Well, some interesting stuff there. Uh, ne- next up is a, uh, is a is an interesting startup, Simul TV. So uh, let, let's jump right into that. Okay. Right now, I'm with Stephen Turner, the CEO and founder of Simul TV. Right uh, now, we've just been having a look at uh, Simul TV. Now, this is a brand new product. You're just releasing it uh, into the market today. That's correct. Tell us a little bit about uh, what it does. It sort of has, has, I guess, two functions to it. Yes, we broadcast live television around the world over any operating system, over any device, in HD below 60% less bandwidth than any other player. But we allow you to also do a picture-in-picture video chat with multiple people so you can share your experience. No matter where they are in the world, you can connect with family and friends. 
Great. Now the uh, the channels that you have available at the moment, these are these are deals that you've signed with individual channels. That's You're going to be adding to that over time. Is that that, how, that's that how is it works? correct. Yes. So at the moment, uh, for instance, when when uh, when you uh, have launched, you've launched with uh, a number of US channels. Yes, that's correct. During the month of January, we're allowing everybody to participate in this for free. So there's a limited number of channels. But as February comes around, we will charge a subscription base of about ten dollars US, and you'll get a, a roughly around forty live American channels and five thousand video on demand titles. Oh, that's cool. Now, in the future, are we likely to see this sort of come to, uh, you know, come to other markets with local broadcasts from, you know, for instance, New Zealand, Australia, and, and other markets? Is that Most sort of definitely. thing you're working on? Most definitely. I'm in negotiations right now with broadcasters from around the world, and I'm hoping to line up the best content from different markets so we can showcase what every market has to the rest of the world. And are these mostly sort of free-to-air type uh, channels that you're going to pick up and then sort of consolidate all that together into, uh, you know, into this online sort of mechanism? Not necessarily. We're, we're very interested in family-friendly content, and we're trying to pick out what I call the diamonds in the rough that are channels that no one really knows outside their market description but are the world's best channels, and I believe that the world has an interest in them. They may be free-to-air. They may be you know, some of the more popular channels. Okay, okay. That's interesting. Now, uh, so what we're looking at here on on the screen, this is uh, this is web based. We've got uh, we've got a the, I guess uh, the uh, TV picture, which isn't filling up the screen uh, because surrounding it is that uh, is that room for sort of uh, you know chat with friends and so on. But you can also flick into a, a full screen mode. Yes, you can. You can take it into a full screen mode, and then the picture and pictures become customizable, where you can reshape and resize them and move them around the screen to customize your viewing experience. Experience. So with the, the picture-in-picture picture idea, tell us a little bit about what, you, what your thoughts are of how that's going to get utilized. Well, it can be utilized in a variety of ways. Imagine any social event like sporting events and or any kind of family movies. You can upload your own family movies to this and share it with family and friends that are outside your living area. Or you can have sporting events or dramas that you want to share a movie with friends and family that may not live near you, but you want to watch a movie together or watch a sporting event to where you can talk about what's going on in the show while it's live or on demand. Okay, that, that's interesting. All right, well, uh, th thanks for showing, uh, showing us that. And, uh, yeah, all, all the best uh, with your launch. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Hope you enjoyed that one. Now, uh, next, next up, we talk with List Sanity. Uh, a cool little product. Uh, let's, let's jump in. I'm right here with uh, Troy Evans from uh, List Sanity. And we're going to hear a little bit about this web-based tool. Tell, tell us, give us a run-through. Thank you. So Lissanity is basically a social discovery platform for creating and sharing lists. So basically what we've done is try to fill in the void that's left by Facebook and Twitter because they're not really made for making lists. And right now you can find lists all over the internet, but that's the problem. They're all over the internet. They're not in one place. So this is a spot where you can go and create your own list and send it out to your friends and hopefully your list is extremely popular and thousands of people want to do it. So, best movie of all time, maybe you got an opinion, maybe somebody else has a different one. Let's see what is number one after a thousand people do it. Or, favorite places to go before I die, favorite type of food, um, best Girl Scout cookie, favorite city in the world, whatever it is, we've got thousands of lists and you can create your own and send it out and get the aggregate. Okay, cool. So here, here I am in uh, uh, Las Vegas at the moment. I could bring up a list of the best places to eat, 
Right. All those and sorts of things. I make me mem make my own lists of uh, my the sort of highlights of things to do here. Correct. So, for, for instance, uh, best places to get a bur burger in Vegas is on the list. So maybe you're here and you want to find out what that place is. So it's a research tool. But perhaps um, you really like sushi and we don't have that list created yet. And you know of a great sushi spot. Well, you put on their best place to get sushi in Las Vegas. Number one is this. Right. You know? And that's what you do. And then as other people and see these that are, list. these are social lists. So, so, so everyone sort of contributes. Right. And then it'll add. So I'll always be able to see what your list is. But then I'll also be able to see what the aggregate is once everybody does it. Right. Because, okay. you know. Maybe um, I want to know what the general public is, but maybe I really want to know what yours is because I trust your opinion more. Okay, okay. So I'm looking here. On, I mean, on the on the screen, we've got cities I love, best movies of all time, places to go before I I die, etc. It's never ending. Right. So it's just these right. there's thousands of lists on here. Yeah. So let's yep. click on places to go before I die. The aggregate. After, uh, this is our beta, so we've got 50 people that's done this list. Mm. Egypt is coming out number one, okay. but I chose Dubai, and yeah. Sydney is my number two. Where's Auckland? Where's Auckland? Where's Christchurch, Wellington? So here, here's what you got to do. Where's Invercargill? You, you got to go do this list and let me know that I'm supposed to go travel to those places and make okay. a convincing argument for it, because if it comes in number one on enough people's list, I'm going to go there. Okay. Right? Okay. And you can always leave a... Um, Hey, you know, so we have Melody here who did a list places to go before she dies, but she just didn't put South Africa. She said because she wants to go on a safari. Okay. 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 So you can put the comments on there. But what's most interesting about it is if you go to uh, a profile page, you're going to find out all about the persons who you're looking at. So right now on Twitter or Facebook, the information flows away with time yeah. because it's a news feed. Hmm. But I've done 452 lists so far. Whoa. I guarantee you you'll, know, you'll know more about me than my wife does if you read this profile page, <laughs> right? So after you start doing you know, 10, 20, 30 lists yourself, yeah, yeah. somebody can look up and find out what your preferences are or what you have a strong opinion about. You okay. know, because if you took the time to do a list, you obviously got an opinion about it. Okay, okay. Oh, that's really cool. Oh, you get a f list of favorite startups. Favorite There's startups. There's all, all so, sorts of things in there. So we've got List Sanity on there. We've got a lot. Of, these are all a lot of companies that are in Las Vegas and the tech community. Yeah, so I recognize we have, some of those. We have ALU and yep. U-Challenge and Demo Vegas and Ticket Cake and stuff like that. Those mm, are all mm. companies that are on the favorite startup list on List Sanity. Yeah, we spoke to some of these guys here last year. Okay, that's really cool. So that's I'd be cool. interested in what, knowing what's going on in that part of the world and seeing what list. So when I come to Australia, the places I should eat, I need to see a list of best places to eat in Sydney Yeah, or I don't New know Zealand. about Australia, but right? New, Zealand, New Zealand I can tell you, man. Okay, hey, well, um, best, so are you, best, best way to uh, see the islands in New yeah. Zealand or what have you, right? Yeah. Now, um, are you on beta at the moment? Is it an open beta? Can it's anyone an open jump beta. on board? Anyone can jump on. All you need is a Facebook account because we connect through Facebook. Okay. And uh, anybody can use it. We want as many people using it as possible so that we can know what works best and how we can improve the product. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, good luck with uh, Lissanity and uh, great to meet you, Troy. Thank you very much, Paul. Cheers. All right. All right. So that was Lissanity. Uh, next up, we talk with a, uh, a company that uh, want, wants to help um, online media outlets to uh, uh, to charge for access uh, to their content. Uh, this company is MediaPass. So right now I'm looking at a product called MediaPass. I'm with uh, Matt Mitchell, uh, co-founder and CEO. Matt, tell us a little bit about MediaPass and, and just what it does. Well, uh, we built an easy way that any web publisher 
can have a subscription model on their website really in a matter of minutes and the and the and it would work as well as the New York Times has on their website, only instead of spending $40 million building uh, the subscription paywall technology, you'd have it for free, and you'd be up and running in 10 minutes with just one line of code. Wow, no programming needed at all. That's now, this seems to be quite a big swing for the media. It seems that uh, you know a lot of publishers have decided that it's very, very hard for them to actually cover all of their costs, to pay their reporters and so on, by just making everything available for free. So we're starting to see this more and more. Uh, New Zealand, we've got the National Business Review, uh, which which is probably the most notable one that's uh, that, that's made this move. Yep. Uh, obviously, you know, internationally, New York Times and, and the like. Um, how are you seeing adoption of this, or is this still fairly early on for you guys? How, when did you launch? Well, you're right. There's, there's, there's a lot been going on in this space, and the world is going this direction. And, and we built this product a few years ago because we had a unique perspective having built a subscription business online that people will pay for content. So having known that, we knew that the, the, the world would go in this direction eventually. And we were really happy when the New York Times did it. We wish we would have got to them earlier so we could have could have helped them. But uh, this is where the world is going. And it's not just for the New York Times and the Wall Street Journals of the world. Yeah, they'll have a million subscribers and their revenue will be astronomical. But it also works for uh, bloggers that have 100,000 unique visitors. Some of them actually have higher conversion rates than the New York Times even sees because they have such a loyal audience for that niche uh, mm. content that they have mm. that, they, that, that they get a, a, a lot of them to subscribe. And like you said, the, the world really is going this direction and it just makes sense. It, it, it always out yields almost any form of advertising asking to, to pay for some content. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, what, what's your monetization model? Do you make a sort of a percentage of uh, the revenue that's, uh, that's generated when, when people you know, pay for content? Right. So we, uh, we don't take anything up front, mainly because we know there's still apprehension in the market about trying this sort of thing. Not everybody um, is sold on it. So we want them to try it really easily. And so we made it easy to get started in 10 minutes, and we didn't charge anything up front because we wanted them to say, well, why not? Why wouldn't I try this? It's so easy and it doesn't cost me anything. Let MediaPass prove it to me. And so we just take a minority of the subscription revenue. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Hey, uh, thanks for sharing that. I guess a lot of our listeners are hoping that uh, this isn't a success and that nobody charges for their content. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I know we've also got some publishers listening that uh, will be very interested. So, uh, no, th thank you very much, Matt. Yeah, great. If any of them are interested, they can uh, find us at MediaPass.com. Thank you. Thank you very much. Right now, we jump in with a chat with uh, Ken Johnson from, uh, from Zephyr Game. So right now I'm with Ken Johnson from uh, Zephyr Games. Now, uh, Ken, you've you've just uh, you've just launched this new game, uh, the Leg the Legend of Fat Ninja. Yeah. Now, tell us about how this uh, how the, this came about. Okay, so Legend of Fat Ninja came about. My team and I were thinking we'd really love to make our own game internally. We'd been working on preschool games and other things for years, and um, over discussions we said, wouldn't it be great if we could just have a game about a fat ninja? And then we were discussing what do we want to do with it, and you know we thought, okay, maybe a physics team. You throw the fat ninja like a cannonball, and uh, many discussions, and uh, you know, good times later, uh, we came up with Legend of Fat Ninja. And Legend of Fat Ninja kind of combines the best of Angry Birds, a physics launcher, with a pinball game where it's more points based, points oriented, and goal oriented. Cool. Now. Uh uh, you mentioned something about Kickstarter before. Tell us where uh, where that fits in. Sure. Uh, you know, our first idea was to do a proof of the game. But at, once we got that done, we said, wouldn't it be great if we could really expand this into more levels, more good times? 
And uh, Kickstarter came up as a really good way to do that. You know, we'd do that, we'd reach out to the community, get people involved. Uh, so we started a Kickstarter, I believe in July it was. And uh, it was a big learning experience. I, I can only say it's a lot of work, but it was really rewarding to work with people. Cool. Um, so you you raised um, you know funding through Kickstarter to, to help you sort of really get this fully launched. Now you've done the first sort of phase of your launch. You've got um, you've got an Android version of this um, app launched through the Amazon Store. Is that right? Yes. At this point, we've launched on iOS. Okay. And we've launched on the Amazon App Store. Okay. And we're coming out on Google Play later this month. Yep. And then uh, our first big expansion of the gameplay, which will be uh, downloadable characters or new playable characters, is also going to be coming out before February. Okay. Oh, that's cool. And um, what are the other sorts of games and, and uh, you know, software that you've been uh, producing? I know this is sort of, you know, your first sort of, um, you know, your own commercial game, but you've been doing uh, projects for other clients. Tell us a little bit about that sort of work. Certainly, yeah. Uh, Legend of Fan Ninja is certainly our, our baby and our internal product, but we've also been doing um, some great client games that we publish as well. We're very well known in the educational space. Uh, Math Evolve is a great one that's come out uh, recently. Also Kinderbach, which teaches early learning piano skills and music skills. And then if you look at us on the preschool side of things, we also have Kiwi and Pear, which is a fantastic brand about two adventurous monkeys that travel the world. And uh, we also have some great learning, learning books as well. Nice. All right. Oh, thank you for that. That's really cool. No, my pleasure. Cheers. One of the last companies that we uh, that we that we got a chance to talk with at startup debut uh, is is Channel, uh, and uh, we'll we'll jump in with um, uh, with one of the founders there with uh, with John Wanda. Uh, right now, I'm at uh, startup debut, and I'm with uh, John Wanda from uh, from Channel. Now, John, uh, tell us a little bit about this. Now, th- th- there's a bit of uh, background here. Ch- Channel, uh, you have one of uh, some of your investment is uh, is out of New Zealand. Is that right? Yes, that's right. That's right. And and uh, it it was um, I don't want to say by accident, but it was just by luck, I guess. That we were um, I was there. Uh, I was brought out to New Zealand because I work with a lot of startups. I've been an angel investor and had a seed VC fund. And so I was brought uh, to New Zealand by the New Zealand government to work with some of the incubators like I- Ice House and I believe it's Creative HQ down in Wellington and with TechNZ to work with uh, and mentor startups and really coach them uh, and, and how they could position their product and reach a larger market. And it was during that trip which was my first trip. I've been there four times now. I've been back to speak at a few conferences. Well, well, it's something that's very good because in New Zealand, often uh, you know we don't always have that uh, you know perspective on the you know the, the broader picture for uh, you know what's involved to, uh, to to get businesses off the ground, to uh, to think globally, to think about getting funding. So uh, it's always good to have sort of uh, uh, I guess a bit of outside influence to come in and uh, and and help with that from time to time. Yeah, that's right. And and for 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 me coming in and, and why, why I've been back four times is there, what I learned about New Zealand is there's incredible brain power and talent coming out of New Zealand. Companies that could be global sensations um, that just needed, they just need a bridge to get over to larger markets, obviously Australia, China, United States. Um, and so that was really what that, you know, and, and really proud of the New Zealand government for actually spending the money and taking the initiative to bring, you know, I was part of a team of VCs and angels and entrepreneurs to help coach. And since that trip, 
Um, we've seen a group of angel investors, Simon Holdsworth, Rod Drury, uh, Stephen Tyndall, and, and, and a few others get together and actually set up what's called a Kiwi uh, landing pad, both in LA and in San Francisco. So giving New Zealand startups a, a place to land and get set up as they try to reach a larger market. So I've been kind of, you know, I, I uh, saw that whole thing happening. But anyways, along the way during that trip is I, I did meet uh, who's one of the super angels in, in New Zealand, Simon Holdsworth. Um, Simon spends a lot, went to school in the States, spends a lot of time in the States and has investments in the States. And so on one of his trips uh, to Los Angeles, which is where Channel is based, I invited him in to come meet the team. And he spent a couple days with us and got really excited about what we were doing. And is now one of our one of our key investors. Well, that's really cool. So. Well, it was certainly as as I've sort of gone around uh, startup debut here, uh, you know, Channel was one of the products that sort of really stood out to me as having uh, having a lot of potential. Ah, great. Uh, <laughs> Good uh, to hear. You know, it was it was probably yeah, prob <laughs> yeah. you know, it's quietly probably you know right up there at the top. But um, you know, obviously there are a lot of hoops to jump through to get from being a startup uh, to to where you're actually uh, generating yeah. a, a whole bunch of revenue. Yeah. Um, but uh, maybe you can just sort of run us through the highlights of, of Channel. Now, um, the URL is chnl.it, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. chnl.it. Um, we are in public beta, which means it's available for anyone to sign up now. Okay, you've been in public beta for uh, about a couple of months or something? Almost 60 days. Yeah, so okay. Pr pretty fresh out of the gate. Um, yeah. You know, so far it's been great. Uh, the, it, uh, you know, we've been getting a lot of great feedback and testimonial about people really loving the product. Um, we initially launched where we were pulling in content from your social networks. So you're sort of a social browser, I, I heard it referred well, to. What, 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 what's your what word? Because it's an in-browser-based uh, app. Ultimately, right? our mission is to become your content browser across the web. We're initially a social content browser because we, out of the gate, started pulling in content from your social networks. So we pull in content from people you follow on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, SoundCloud, YouTube, Tumblr, Instagram, and Flickr. Yeah, that's pretty handy. Next. So you don't have to go to those individual sites. You're getting all the content uh, together on one place. And, and to me, it was a lot more. Uh, uh, you browse a lot more information than you would on, for instance, uh, you know, Flipboard, something like that. Um, it, it's you know, it's something that make, makes much better use of the real estate, and it's got a bunch more features, right? Yeah, uh, well, like for instance, being able to you know save save your sort of you know bits and pieces because often you're flicking through social media something's quite cool but you know often they're on different channels so being able to save it i thought was uh you know just uh, it's maybe an obvious feature but being able to save things from across all of those uh social yeah. networks and sources is great yeah i mean one of the things i mean oh so we you know we've been around we're not new to the web i mean all of us uh, the, the four of us that work at channel I've been around the web for about 12 years, and, and we worked at web companies that did a lot of digital distribution for music. So InGrooves, Topspin. Uh, I was also one of the seed investors in Filterbox and went on their board. And that was in the, the first sort of stab, if you will, at filtering and, 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 and searching across blogs and social media to bring in relevant information being said about yourself or your brand or whatever topic. And that was ultimately sold to Jive Software, which yeah. was public uh, last December. And so, you know, we're no strangers to the web, but what we really saw happening, why we built Channel, was there's a fragmentation 
problem of media spread across the web. There's a lot of great content, but it's in too many places. I don't want to have to go to SoundCloud and YouTube and Twitter and, and, and Instagram and Facebook. It would be easier if I could just pull all of that into one channel, be able to filter that, meaning maybe I just want to look at my videos. Well, with channel, you can look at your, your videos across all your social networks, or you can look at your audio across just one network or all your social networks. You can filter by media type, you can filter by social networks. But what's really cool about it is you can, as you can engage with the content. So if I pull in a piece of content that's been posted from Facebook and I, 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 I click on that piece of content, I can either comment, like, or if it's been shared across Twitter and other social networks, I'll see how many times and by who that, that piece of content has been shared. So I, it gives me a lot of really valuable information as to really what's trending, not across just my Facebook or my Twitter. I can see what content is trending across all my social networks. So that's just step one. Step two, we're, we're adding Pinterest next week. We just added deals, so we got a lot of feedback from customers saying, or our users saying, you know, it'd be really cool if you could pull in like my daily deals from like Groupon and Living Social and Guilt and others. We just added uh, Groupon and Living Social, so now we can pull in like deals from places that you normally shop from. But ultimately where we're going with this is become the content browser. Soon you'll be able to uh, follow RSS feeds from websites okay. in the channel. Yeah. Your Google Reader, that's coming soon. Right. So the idea is to be able to consume all of my content from wherever it's coming from, social networks, websites, wherever, be able to filter that, share that back out, and then be able to actually create my own channel. So I could take a, a Mashable feed or a TechCrunch feed or maybe a feed from Robert Scoble or some other tech blogger, and I could create a tech channel, a tech news channel. Sure, okay. What's relevant to me? My news channel is gonna be different from your news channel. So ultimately, it's gonna be a real powerful curation platform that will be available for my friends to see. So you could follow my channels, and I could follow your channels. That's coming in about the second quarter. So I'm giving you some yeah. forward-thinking information. But we wanna become that this content-centric cool browser and network for the web. If it's a status update that comes off Facebook, or if it's, we, we think there's a lot of white noise on social networks, we're trying to eliminate the noise and rise above that and just pull in content. Yeah, yeah, because it's all it's all content. So all the little, all the little uh, loose comments and so on are uh, you know are cleared out, and it's and yeah. it really only covers the you know the the tweets that link to yeah. some real content or a Facebook post that links yeah. to some real content, etc. Right? What we're all about. Yeah. So we're trying to really. You know, that's what we stand for. Um, we, we're not trying to replace Facebook. We're not trying to replace other social networks. We're trying to just pull the content and bring it to you. So when you want to go back and engage with that piece of content, we'll take you back to Facebook or wherever the source of that content came from. But as you as you mentioned earlier, the, the powerful thing about channel is it, is it saves you so much time because you can scan through a large pieces of, and, and large amounts of content and a very fast rate. So we save you time and we reduce your noise and ultimately give you the content you want and easily allow you to share that out and engage. 
Cool. So no, that, that looks good. Well, I'll definitely be signing up. Us. So it's chnl.it. Uh, .it. Okay, yeah. we'll be having a, having a look at that um, and certainly look forward, back, look forward to any uh, feedback from uh, from listeners that give it a try uh, too. Uh, so it's in beta at the moment and you're just going to keep developing that. Um, your business model, you're sort of focused around, you well, don't have um, well, a subscription model, do you? It's free, but there'll it, be some sort totally of free, sponsored posts or something. Um, what, what we what we want what, what we're not going to do is start clogging the channel with a bunch of ads. What we will do is because we can pull some really relevant information about users and what they like is we will serve them up in what's called a sponsored channel. So they'll opt in and they can see stuff that's offers whether it's travel or products that are based on content that they're viewing. So it's an opt in. It's not like it's not like mm. ruining the, the user experience of the channel. And obviously there's some analytics, you know. Uh, uh, features that, that uh, we think we can monetize. We have some uh, premium apps and some power user app, you know, features that are coming um, that we'll be able to monetize. And then we're also going to do social facing brand pages so or, or individuals. And so um, you'll be able to embed those that channel in your website or in, anywhere you want. Okay. And we'll we'll probably you know monetize those for you know five dollars a month, something like that. Sounds interesting. So. All right. Well, thank well, you we, very much we for, for your time. Welcome, Kiwi users. We're and very fond of New Zealand. It's great to uh, <laughs> great you know great great to come across something here. Uh, yeah. Uh, in Vegas, that has a has a New Zealand connection with that uh, some New Zealand investments. So that's really cool. Yeah. And um, I I guess especially pleasing that. Uh, um, it's, it appears to be a, a pretty sound investment compared to, uh, uh, I guess, some some of the other other startups. Yeah. Uh, so it's well, it's well, good to see. I certainly hope that it uh, that it pays off and uh, uh, brings a little bit of extra uh, funds back to New Zealand. Anyway. Yeah. So do we. So do we. <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks, Paul. And finally, for this episode, uh, we we talk with uh, Leonardo. Uh, this is a. Um, a very uh, immersive, interactive 3D virtual reality uh, startup. Uh, quite, quite fascinating to jump in and uh, and and have a chat with them. Okay, right now I'm with Roland Manyai from uh, a company called uh, Leonardo. Now there's another way to uh, pronounce that, and if we look at the uh, your domain name, you can probably spell that out for us. It's Leonardo3do, and you may can guess what this is all about. Yeah, so you guys are doing sort of a 3D um, virtual reality. It's 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 a little bit hard to describe what you do, um, but having a play with your product, I had some 3D glasses on. Um, there were some various cameras and so on set up on the screen um, that were able to sort of track my head movements, and as I moved around, what I saw uh, changed. And then you've got this other uh, product. I think you call it the bird, where you're able to uh, you're able to con- control what goes on in that. Uh, in that space, can you uh, maybe describe that a little bit better for our for our listeners? Oh yeah, so 3D visualization has been around. Uh, just think of the 3D movies, right? Interaction has been. We make around. a few of them in New Zealand. You might have heard of one or two. Yeah, so, but the interaction part. Sure. And if you put these two things together, the 3D vision and the interaction gives you a virtual space work environment, which means that you can not only see the 3D objects, but you can really interact with them in the virtual space. So you, wherever you see, you can touch, feel, interact, modify the 3D objects. You can do whatever you want in just uh, the space in front of you. 
Yeah, so the, what we what we played with before on the um, the software that you had uh, set up, we used your uh, your controller. You're calling it the bird, is that we right? We call it the bird. Just yeah. uh, think about that. You try to do something in 3D in a virtual space environment with a 2D mouse. Does it make any sense? It's insane. We don't even notice it. Mm. So therefore, we provide a 3D mouse, which we call it a bird, with which you can just use it as a mouse just in space, in the space mm. in front of you. It was very, very easy to use, I've got to say. Just, you know, move it around and no problem at all. It, it took, you know, there wasn't any learning curve or learning time, right? That's right. And, uh, and the most fun part of it that we are just launching uh, another 3D mouse, which is your smartphone. So you can just download, uh, download an application and your smartphone becomes a 3D mouse. And it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be free, so it's gonna be fun too. Easy, oh, that's easily cool. That's accessible, cool. yeah. Right. So as long as you got a smartphone that can has all those sensors and so on, it can, uh, yeah, it can work. Yeah, 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 yeah. It works very well. And if you wanna get the pro version for professionals, for more sophisticated uh, tools that you wanna use, then you go with our Bird mm. and you buy the whole hardware set, and and you will have a, a full professional virtual reality environment. Mm. Cool. Now, what, what we played with was sort of a, a, a three-dimensional sort of sculpting uh, type app, and we were able to move around and, and, and interact with that. What, what's sort of the potential for where you expect this to go? What's your business model? This application that you've seen, it's, uh, it's for 3D designers. So this is the easiest way to, to do sculpting or modeling. So you don't need, you know, month of learning of, of any sophisticated 3D design software. You just plug it in and, and install it and, and uh, start using it. But this is just one application. We have an open uh, SDK, open source SDK, which means that you can develop any kind of applications based on that. We have some demo games. This technology is also used in the medical uh, industry. It is used for... Um, uh, facial reconstruction design. Uh, it is used also for welding uh, simulation training. So there are many, many different applications. We are now trying to find uh, the, those industries who would benefit the most out of it. Yeah, oh, it's very cool. Now, with, with the, uh, for instance, the 3D sort of sculpting app, could you then take those and output that sort of stuff to a 3D printer, for instance? Absolutely. This is one of the things which is very, even today already, it's appreciated very much by the users. Oh, very cool. Well, great to talk to you. Um, if anyone wants to find out a little bit more, uh, you're at www.leonar3do.com. Uh, that's great. Thank you for your time, Roland. Uh, enjoyed having a look at, uh, having a look at your uh, technology there. It's great. Thank you very much, Paul. Well, that's it. That's uh, that's our, our wrap up from uh, from startup debut. We we will be uh, at, uh, covering a range of content during uh, CES 2013 uh, here in in Las Vegas. So uh, hope you will you will you will keep connected with uh, NZ Tech Podcast. Listen in to um, uh, some of the unto- other interviews that uh, that we've got coming together this week. And uh, hey, thanks everyone for listening in. You can, of course, catch us online, uh, nztechpodcast.com. We're on Twitter, uh, of course, at nztechpodcast and facebook.com slash nztechpodcast. And you can also follow me directly 
on uh, on Twitter, and my handle is just at Paul Spain. So thanks everyone for listening, and we will catch uh, catch you very soon on the next episode of the New Zealand Tech Podcast. See ya.